I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. Hello, everyone. I'm feeling very happy and special because this week was my Bay Day. Not my B Day, my Bay Day. I finally got to see Beyonce in concert and it was everything. We'll get into it. But before I get into that, I need to get into the fact that our air conditioner broke yesterday. And so it is not only hot as Hades outside, it's hot in the house, but Honestly, y'all know this about me. I am from a lower socioeconomic background. So growing up, oftentimes in the summer, like the front door would be open. We had screens in North Carolina, windows up. And it wasn't like air-conditioned vibe all the time. So I'm fine, but I'm LOLing and sharing this because my husband already scheduled AC guys to come and check ours out only because it was a really hot summer he had this unit since before the house was built. So the unit is probably 20 years old and ACs don't last usually 20 years. So thank God he already had someone coming and just happened to break the same week. He had someone coming to check it out. But also I was saying to my husband yesterday, cause this is the first night we slept with no AC. And he was like, I can't handle this. I'm going to see if they can come earlier. I'm like, babe, have you never like been in a home with no AC? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, this can be fun and exciting. Just pretend like you're in the hood, you're in the hood for the night. Oh he was my like, gosh. I can't. He was like, I can't take the hood, but he was being so serious and it's precious because we have ceiling fans. We have a fan out on the patio and um, it felt great. I was like, let's just sleep with our heads at the under end, other end of the bed so the fan can hit us both. But my husband is literally so sweet and precious. Today he message me because he goes to work about two and a half hours before I do. He's like, you can go to my sister's house. You can go to my mom's house, you know, if you want to work in the AC. But honestly, y'all, it's not that terrible. Like I'm walking around with my skirt pulled up like it's a dress. I don't have any on-camera meetings today. So I'm good. I'm good in here. I just wanted to say all that too, because if you hear a fan in the background, that's what it is. We have all the fans blowing to keep our house somewhat Cool, but enough about me. I'll get to my temp after Sharika and a special guest. So Sharika, I told you I'm feeling a little hot today. How are you feeling? Girl, I'm I am I'm feeling a little flashbacks from your situation because girl, that was me last summer when our air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ooh, girl, I, you but see, I didn't I'm like Doug. I ain't grow up with the out the air. And then and then it's a little different. I feel like in North Carolina there might be a breeze or two. Like Florida, it'd be too <laughs> hot. It'd be too hot. And that I I um downstairs we have a two-story. So downstairs was not as bad. But when I you go upstairs, you, there was an extreme noticeably different noticeable difference. So girl, you saying that just gave me flashbacks. But other than that, I'm actually doing really good. My temp is my temp is 79. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful for my man's today. That's it. My man's my man. <laughs> He's just a great husband and just very patient. So I've been a lot lately. So I'm just grateful for my man's today. <laughs> I, Shout out I to the happy be- marriage. Listen, I can, re- I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, I can recognize when I be a whole lot and, and what he got to deal with sometimes. So I appreciate the patience from my mans today. 
Um, and uh, um, I'm going to go with My Boo by Usher is my song. Oh my gosh, Usher. Listen, Sharika, we got to get out there. Um, but speaking of booze, I'm really excited to share that we have a special guest with us today who is not new to this, but is true to this. He is forever one of my booze. Mr. AJ Pridgen is with us today. AJ, how are you feeling? What is your tent? Hey. <laughs> um, you know... In my personal life, my temperatures a nice, nice warm, but not too hot, 72. Things are going. Um, we all know what's hitting CBS at this time. It's all over the news. Um, but all I can say is, for right now, I have a job, and I have to be thankful for that job. Amen. 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 And if my if I have to choose a song, which I didn't know was part of this, but <laughs> I would say it's work, 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 work by Rihanna. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rihanna, you better work. She said, I'm keeping this job as long as I can. We work, work, working. <laughs> uh E V, what's good? What's the temp? How are you? Um, life is well. It's crazy that um Shriek and Sabrina, y'all both mentioned um ac issues had the same thing going on with me so i don't know it's i don't know what the power that we got going on against the kickback crew with acs and having things down and out the good thing i can say is it's up and running now but oh, um amen. to have a pregnant spouse a pregnant wife dealing with that for a few weeks during the summer and then finally to get fixed post-summer is somewhat challenging and you know not the best um, but if I had to give a number, I would say um, I'm high 70s, still recovering from my ACL surgery, lovely kickbackers, um, and I'm working from home. Um, so that's a plus for right now. Let's see how long we can. Well, I don't know if my supervisor listens. So I'm see how long that how long I'll be working from home. Let's just we'll keep it at that. Uh, I was about to say how long I can milk it. But well, I still said I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. But um other than that, all is well. Um, I'm sure we're going to probably get into some of it with you, Sabrina, of your eventful week of which you got a chance to enjoy. But I am jealous and that I missed out. But that's it. I don't have a song for y'all this week. If I did, I would say it's break my soul. Um, but yeah. Okay, Beyonce. That's great. And you know what, Evie? We've been praying for you. Mm-hmm. Gracias. Man, mm-hmm. I'm glad you said weeks. The air conditioner is out for weeks. It was like late. Oh Lord! Yeah, it was like late July up until like last week. Y'all should have told me we got an extra bedroom. You should have let me know because that is ridiculously too hot for this mess. Don't do my friend Judith. I wish I would have known, but I'm glad all is well now. I know pregnant and like that is certainly not a vibe, but not pregnant me. I'm like, babe, let's just rock it out for a few more weeks, a month or two. It'll be winter. It's fine. I mean, we've been saving for his truck. And I'm like, ACs, man, that's going to be a nice little dent in the truck savings. We can rock it out. But Doug is like, I don't care where you came from. This is where you are at this point in your life. And we're not <laughs> going without AC for longer longer than a week. So uh, I totally relate to all that. My temp, as I told y'all, I had my bay day this week. It's a sunny 75. I'm feeling great. As AJ shared, I too made it through. A very scary time at work where I'm just like, uh oh, <laughs> um, should I be, you know, well, 
side note, we should always be keeping our resumes updated and like ready to go because you just don't know Mm -hmm. the day nor the hour. Um, But I'm feeling good about that. I'm feeling good about about what I saw. And my song is Beyonce's Black Parade. Yeah. Melanin, melanin. Drip on me, okay. Um, oh, exactly. (laughs) I knew you were gonna come for me because when I went to the concert, I looked at the set list. I'm so type A, I just want to know what's ahead, what to expect, etc. Um, I should have known though with Beyonce, I wouldn't really need that. I need that for the shows that are kind of dragging. I'm like, okay, how much longer? It was fun in the beginning, but. We'll get into the thing, but that was the, there were like three songs that I didn't know, like front and back, Flaws and All, Black Parade, and I don't even know what the other one was, but when I really listened to those songs over and over, because I wanted to be able to sing every lyric at the concert, that song's really a AJ, so you can tell AJ's husband told AJ that I wasn't a true Beyonce fan when I was like, oh, that's the one I don't really know that well. So I'm like, now I know it. So hopefully I can get my true Beyonce fan status back. But that's how I'm feeling. Oh my gosh, Sabrina, Flaws and All is like one of my favorite Are you kidding? No, I love that song. I'm a train wreck in the morning. Girl. Yeah, I was like, I don't know this song. Oh, that's me. Oh, that song. I felt like that song was about me, except for I don't think I'm going to be in the afternoon, but you never know. It depends on the day. Not in the afternoon, but in California on a bus trip when someone tries you. That's when that it's is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, right about so that. That's that's that. Okay, so let's just get into it. There are a lot of hot talks happening. You know, we got Kiki and Usher trolling her mm-hmm. baby daddy. We got um, what's his face? I think Tyrese who's suing Home Depot. All those sort of things. But all of those. Oh, you know, former President Trump with yet more indictments. We got to put all those things on the back burner because. I have finally seen the show thanks to EB and AJ had my back too. I don't know if y'all remember this fall. I was like desperate to get the code and I did not get the pre-sale code. And I'm so glad AJ and EB had my back, but it was ultimately EB. I was able to use this code, get two tickets because they were significantly cheaper than what I saw this week. I just went and looked again to see, okay, would I have been okay? And it's like, uh, glad I got that code. From <laughs> um, so I got to see the show and this is my third time seeing Beyonce. I will just kick the conversation off by saying, if you ever get a chance to see Beyonce, just do it. I don't know how anyone could see her live and not be a fan. She is so crazy talented. Um, and the reason why it was great to have my boo AJ on with us today is because AJ has seen this not once, but twice, and in Canada oh, and also stateside. So I'm like, oh. we, we're, we're going to have this conversation. We got to bring AJ into it. Uh, so that's all I have to say. EB, Sharika, I know y'all haven't seen the set, but anything you want to share before AJ and I get into it and you guys just kind of comment on what we're sharing? Definitely. I'll start off and then Sharika, if you have anything to say. I was, um, it's one of those things of, at least, and I think this is for anybody who may, I don't know, if you have friends who love other people, I think if Beyonce is coming to your town or if Beyonce is somewhere, it'll be real hard pressed for you not to see a lot of people at that show. And so for me to see over a dozen or so high school people, and I'll give my age a little bit here, but to be somebody who graduated high school in 2007, to see a multitude of high school graduates at this show, to see a multitude of church 
people who attend our church in various parts of the state um, attend this show to see people who I was their youth leader or youth pastor attend this show. Um, it just showed me the range of people who Beyonce has, in a sense, um, an influence on their lives and and on their resources, on their pocketbooks. But there's a lot of people who go on tour, but I've never seen an influx of about of people go to the same show um, at the same time, so to speak, from my sphere of influence and just watching from classmates to friends to peers to associates to co-workers and I'm like what the heck is going on like oh they're all at Raymond James Stadium right now that makes sense like they're having a great time so that's all I got to say to that shout out to everybody who had a chance to see Beyonce I had a chance to see her a while back um because I was so gracious to look out for Sabrina, I was unable to, let me stop. Uh, because my <laughs> wife is pregnant, we did not think, we did, just not knowing just pregnancy and how it works and knowing where we would be. Um, we just celebrated 32 weeks yesterday. So didn't want to take that chance. Didn't want to take that chance of being in that packed environment. But Woo. I'm pretty sure the baby would have been kicking and enjoying itself because I definitely seen some pregnant people there last night. So now part of me is like, maybe I should have pulled up. But yeah, that's where I'm at. So, Sharika, what you got? I just got to say, it's been lovely to see all the photos online, um, along with, like you be saying, you see people know just all the celebrities that have like if on online, you see all the celebrities who have gone to see Beyonce and them just enjoying their uh, their peer or another artist and and some of them going to multiple concerts like AJ did. I'm like, OK, Beyonce, you know, I'll buy, catch you again if you with your man's Jay-Z. But, you know, we'll see. Now, I regret not going a little bit only because I was like, I was not into this album. I know the hate might be coming as much as some of the other ones. So I was like, hmm, I know she's going to do some of the other songs, but I feel like it was going to be mostly this new album. And I was just like, I'm not going to be ready. But you know what? I'm glad. I can't wait to hear how it was for uh, Sabrina and AJ. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to let AJ start and talk to us about you know, his journey to seeing the show and what it was like in Canada. Thank you, Sabrina. Um, I love that you consider it a journey to see the show. Um, <laughs> Are you in Canada, AJ? It's definitely a journey. <laughs> well, being there was, it a, was a journey. Let me tell you, um, I was not prepared for some of the sights that I saw. Um, yes. Uh, clothing was optional, and if you wore it, it didn't necessarily cover all your assets. Uh, so it it did make me giggle because me and Christopher were kind of um we don't consider clothing as optional, and we definitely don't consider not covering everything as an option. We are sitting there with our long sleeve shirts on, and yeah, we were wearing shorts, but at least they were like modest shorts. And everyone around us was in like these string bikini tops and their glitter and, you know, the cowboy hats. And we were like, good on you. Good for you. You do your thing. But I will not be partaking in that. Um, so we actually were the ones that were the oddballs at our concert. Um, but where were we at, Sabrina? How did I get here? So yeah, because you're not a crazy Beyonce fan. If, I would think it's more Dr. C. It is Dr. C. So Dr. C is definitely the Beyonce fan, which is funny because I don't know that anyone on this call except for Sabrina has ever met him, but um, nerd to the core. And <laughs> uh, 
Beyonce's biggest fan. Um, but the way that it came about was we knew that we wanted to go to the concert. It was something that we had talked about when we knew this album was coming out. That regardless of the circumstances, we were going to the concert and it was not an option. All right. So when that announcement came out that there would be tiered ticket allocations and that different cities would be in each tier, we were like, well, we're joining all of them. <laughs> and then it was, well, each tier is going to be released on different weeks. So we got access to Toronto. We had already planned on doing a Canada vacation this year anyway. So that wasn't a shocker. It was just, we were planning on doing it when it was a little cooler and less children out. Um, but here we were, we went in July and it was phenomenal. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been, this was only my third live concert and this was only my first time seeing Beyonce. So I didn't know what to expect, but it was absolutely amazing. Um, we got, what was it, six different acts, so she changed costumes in between, or I don't know if it would be considered a costume, and in each one, there was really a theme, mm. and Sabrina, I don't know if this is the part where you wanted to bring in, um, you know, is it considered uh, Black consumerism, but that question that mm. I brought to you about what is okay for a white person to participate in or someone who doesn't who is not a person of color to participate in when it comes to black power and um, brown and black people showing their love for one another that is a really fair question because she has been unapologetic about it right like when i think about the lemonade album i'm like okay that's for the girlies who are in the struggle relationship and they make it through and then you have um uh, the gift and I'm like okay this is the blackity black album with black parade mm -hmm. brown skin girls she's like oh don't forget I'm also black so and that was for me like refreshing and that was really before 2020 and all the Trump craziness and all that but yeah and then for me this album was like for the LGBT community like it is house it is Vogue music like that is their culture so mm -hmm. you have all those things intersect intersecting and I asked Doug too and I was looking around but I'm from Tampa at the Tampa show it's kind of diverse in Florida but you know it's very clear that people of color are the minority and I was looking around a day to see how people were responding to that and it seemed that people really weren't thinking about it um in depth I saw lots of white people around me frankly singing out like when she's saying black parade and she's like melanin drip on me the white girls are screaming it and I'm like what <laughs> so but I wasn't offended by it. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't like taken the time enough to ask myself if I should be, how they should act. Um, I think for me, I was just like enjoying the good time, but that doesn't mean like I'm right. I don't represent all black people. And I haven't thought long and hard enough about this as I probably should to probably have a more eloquent answer. Um, but I think just being there and spending your money on this, like, for me, that helps to celebrate the culture. You know, you're not protesting it. I remember when she came out with Get Information and people were big mad. You know, she had the video uh, on the cop car and then she was under the water. And there's a lot of symbolism with what was happening disproportionately with people of color and being harmed by police. And it was like, if there is white people singing it, I felt like, OK, you're agreeing with us. You're going to be an ally. We're getting information over here. 
So E.B. Sharika, do y'all have thoughts about that? Um, and for the listeners, one of the questions AJ asked was when Beyonce says show your power and she's holding the black power sign, do people who are not black also hold up that sign? Like, are they invited to do that? So Sharika and E.B., care to share? I um I, I don't think there would be anything wrong. AJ, did you notice if any other people that were a people of color were were their fist up? Did anybody or was what were they looking like? Anybody did y'all notice? So it it was a very different crowd in Charlotte versus in Toronto. When we mm. were in Toronto, there were definitely black people in the crowd, but it was definitely like <laughs> the way that I liken it is you know, you mix your salt and your pepper together and you have like a very homogenous group. Mm-hmm. When we went to the one in Charlotte, there were not nearly as many white people in the crowd. So, you know, I feel like, and and I say all this because in Toronto, the very first show that I went to, the black people in the crowd were very much like fists in the air, like, yeah, show black love. And mm-hmm. all the white people were like, eh, what do I do? Um, <laughs> but then when I went to the Charlotte show, I don't know if it's because you know, we were in the United States versus the Canada, if we were in a smaller city, if it was because, you know, there were more black people. I don't know what the rationale was behind it, but no one was really showing their black love through the, the fist in the air. Exactly. So same same last night. Pressure. Interesting. Yeah. So I also didn't feel that pressure. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, what do the Canadians have on this? Because I put my fist up for like a split second. Then I'm like, I thought we were going to have a moment. But people were like, okay, moving on. Black and white. <laughs> so I wonder, and that's a great, I would say, I was a, the homo- homogenous, I guess, take that you gave AJ was very helpful to kind of put my picture in that. Because I was going to ask next, where did you see the show? But you mentioned Charlotte. So I like, and I don't have an answer for this because I don't know all those people. And then Sabrina, you kind of alluded to like, yeah, it wasn't really a big thing in the show in Tampa. I wonder if it's because it was like, that's not even something that we in today's culture necessarily do. And then those few or, and I won't say few because I don't know how many the number was, but those individuals in in Canada, if they feel like they always have to kind of prove themselves of who Mm. they are being outside Mm. or being the less numbered, right? And I'm not saying, I don't know, I know in every country or every demographic or every person, like people who deal with some form of prejudice or discrimination or hate or evil, you probably always feel like you have to prove yourself. But for some people, it's like, I don't even let that bother me or for some, it's like, I've become numb to it. Like, this is what the world is. And it's like, they know what's up. Like, let somebody, I wish somebody would tell me that I'm not who I am or I don't have what I have or whatnot, but I'm not for that. I don't have to throw my fist up, so to speak, to prove myself. So that would be interesting to wonder, in a sense, why people um, did it in comparison to those who probably feel like they always have to because of the country that they're in, in a sense, um, in this case, Canada, because I'm assuming, especially in a place like a Vancouver, like they're definitely the minority. Mm. That was a really good summary. State, like Florida, like, you know, always like it's it's hard pressed to not see somebody who, who look like me in Florida. Like I see them everywhere. But if I'm traveling somewhere like I remember just and I, um, Sharika and uh, Sabrina would know a little bit of it. But I remember traveling to like place, certain places in Texas or Arkansas, or Oklahoma with our church and then them seeing a Haitian flag and literally saying, what's that? Where it's like oh, wow. in Florida, it'll be weird for you to say what's a Haitian like. Mm. Like everybody know what a Haitian is in a sense in Florida. So I can some I can kind of I don't know wrap my head around it a little bit, but that's interesting. Absolutely. 
So another interesting thing is, of course, a lot of people know that I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan and they knew I was going to the Beyonce concert and I was geeked out about it. Um, I always think it's a little unfair. When pe- oh, of course. For just a second. I do have to drop. I have a meeting at one o'clock. Okay, no worries. I look forward to how the conversation progresses. And if you want to continue it, I am available. Yes. Thank you for your time, AJ. (laughs) Thank you, AJ. I appreciate you. Yeah, y'all take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I have to get on my friend AJ because I didn't realize, and he's probably said this before, that he's only been to three live concerts in his life. Like, I take for granted all the youth trips I as a kid because probably most of the concerts I saw when I was 18 and younger they were like at Christian camp Mm -hmm. like you know in Florida y'all had the thing at Disney or Universal and in North Carolina we had something like that at Carowinds or in the summer there's always something yeah there's like a huge like and I saw like the big names third day like FFH like all those kind of people so I'm like oh my gosh and now as that I'm an adult you know and a little more financially um free to be able to spend money on things like that i take for granted how many people don't get to see live music so i'm like we gotta uh get on that um so shout out to aj for being with us and sharing his experience there uh i'm gonna go back to this whole taylor swift beyonce thing i always feel awkward when people are like so how do they compare because they can't compare oh, they're yeah, too yeah they are two different talents that cater to different interests and even audiences. Like mm-hmm. Taylor is a really strong si- songwriter, right? With pop power and catchy tunes that sing to like preteen and teenage girl love angst vibes, mm-hmm. like straight out of a diary. She's relatable. She's palatable, even family friendly, very American girl next door. And as a huge Taylor Swift fan who has all of her albums, and I've seen her three times, I also say, each time after seeing her, I am not paying to see her live again. <laughs> her live performances expose mm-hmm. the studio cleanups that happen vocally. And it's mainly lip sync and model walking. And it's like microwave entertainment. And that is not to take away from her talent. She's very mm-hmm. talented. But when I'm talking live performance, it feels very like microwave. Now, mm-hmm. Beyonce is one of one. And while you mm-hmm. wouldn't take your kids to see her sing about painting the world pussy pink, you will get live vocals, show coordination, performance value, dancing, energy like no one else. Beyonce doesn't write most of her songs, sure, but when you hear her sing them, you don't care. And I've Mm. seen Beyonce three times now, too, and I will always go to see Beyonce. I'm just inspired by her ex... Oh, go ahead, Evie. No, I was going to say, like, I know somebody, some people, just so I'm going to throw this out there just for the people who don't know, like when people say Beyonce don't write her own music, some of them she will definitely give full credit to other people and her name won't be on it. But also we're not always in those writing sessions where like EB can mm-hmm. get a write, EB can get writing props for her to say, oh, you probably should add this ad lib right here or this line should probably say guys instead of boys or fellas instead and that person can get writing credits if she allows or vice versa right but like so i would love to be in some of those rooms just because Mm. and i only say that only because if she doesn't write them she does a heck of a job heck of a job of making them 
her own. And it is yes. possible. Like where I can give you her, like not you, Sabrina or Sharika, but I, you can go give that to any other female, especially for our, our listeners out there. Go listen to any, your favorite singer, rapper, whatever you get their lyrics. And I want you to dub it and make it your own. And just the, the way that she makes it seem so original, it's just mm. different. But then the other part that I take from her, allowing other people to be in her creative space, is the reason where she doesn't put it in like a pigeonhole where she allows other people to collaborate with her greatness and whether that's just her entertainment value or her performing value but just being in that room or somebody sending her some stuff and saying hey let's get together let's collab and also i can only imagine how many emails her and her team gets from people saying hey you should sing this song like i like i would love to see that inbox of like some days i wonder if like i can write a song for beyonce and just let her do it but i'm also not a great songwriter i can write certain things but i'm not a, i wouldn't consider myself a great songwriter but so i just want to throw that out there we don't know all of what she puts in and vice versa to those who collaborate with her or who she collaborates collaborates with absolutely so Beyonce is like a crock pot with a depth of flavor entertainment. So they're both beautiful and they have unique skills and they can be a good time. But Taylor might be who I listen to like on a 13 hour road trip. Um, and I don't do that as much with Beyonce. I don't have every album. Also, I grew up in the Bible Belt with a somewhat suppressed sexuality. So it was very hard for me to listen to some of her things. Whereas, like I said, Taylor is very family friendly. But um, I will go see Beyonce every time. And I'll watch her Super Bowl performance 50 times in Coachella, that sort of thing. At the mm. beginning of the concert, uh, Beyonce sang one song. And my husband said, oh, she blows, this blows the Taylor Swift concert out of the water. <laughs> my, my husband and I, like an hour and a half into the Taylor Swift concert, were like, okay, let me look at the set list. How much longer? Like you felt the time. Because I'm just like, okay, like. If you're, it's just lips, like I'm tired now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we still haven't even got to this era. But with Beyonce, literally when it was the last song, I almost had a tear because I was like, I can't believe it's over. I could watch Beyonce for six hours. Mm -hmm. It just, there's no, there, and, but I'm not saying either is not, they are both, but there's truly, there's truly no, no comparison. Mm. Sharika, were you about to comment on one of the concerts? I was gonna say I um I I I, <laughs> I was gonna say Taylor was good, but I can def there is definitely a difference, and I'm not as critical on the like I don't care if they're lip singing. It's more about the vibe. But Beyonce, as we talked in depth about Taylor, she's giving she's giving not the same. I I won't even quantify it because I don't want to seem like I'm disrespecting Taylor, but she they're just so different that I don't see why people could com- or how people could compare them. They're just on two different levels and they're both doing great in their own arena great. in their own lane. Exactly. People like the original songs and people love the kids bop and that's what it's like to me. <laughs> both are great. Both are great. Okay, that's all I have to say. So, uh, it's true. The costume changes everything. Her eloquence. For me, mainly, it was just the vocals and the energy. Like Sharika said, there's just something about, you know, people say, oh, that person has a star quality. And I even text Edie during the show because I feel like his wife gives that vibe. Like, it's, it doesn't even have to be over the top. A lot of times Beyonce is doing like a lot of dancing, da da da. She didn't do as much of that. But even her, she also didn't do the model walk. But even her, the subtle things she did do, they were just so powerful. There's an inner confidence and 
talent that is just gorgeous. And I was like, Doug, doesn't, is Beyonce giving like Judith vibes right now? <laughs> just like that quiet, confident beauty. I just stand. I stand so much. It was gorgeous. So uh, to Sharika's point, she did a lot of songs. Uh, I not I don't want to say eras because, you know, that's definitely what Taylor's doing right now. Mm-hmm. But she did things from different albums. Like she opened with Dangerously in Love. Flaws and All was, you know, the second song, Sharika. And people were, they were living. Renaissance was sprinkled throughout. So she'd do like three Renaissance songs and then some other things. She did stuff from Four. She did stuff from mm-hmm. Lemonade. Um, And every single time nailed it nailed it nailed it even the production quality I don't know if you remember like the screens at other concerts you've been to like what was showing up yeah what was showing up on her screens it looked like high highly produced super Mm. bowl like it was like am I watching a tv show as I'm watching this like is this like the oscars and I'm seeing clips of a movie it was crazy and still, I won't pay a thousand dollars to see Beyonce. Because <laughs> um, I just wouldn't do that with anyone right now at this stage in my life. I say mm-hmm. that to say, you know, some people might be like, "Oh, I would see her," but I could only sit in the three hundreds. I was in the three hundreds, and it was incredible. You cannot tell. I tell people that all the time. I know some of y'all like feel like y'all have to be up close, or y'all got to be on the floor. But I can yeah. tell you, in a lot of arenas, just somebody who. And not trying to throw it out there. This is not to sound egotistical anyway, but somebody who has been in various arenas around the country, you can sit just about anywhere. Mm. And because of the way domes are just shaped, you feel mm-hmm. like you're still there. Um, yeah. And Sabrina's giving y'all from being in the 300s. I saw videos for people in the 200s. I saw people on the floor. And the other thing is I saw some of my peers and associates or even church kids. Uh, I say church kids because they still attend our church. Some of our church young adults, they're on the floor and they're looking essentially just at the screens because of the slew mm-hmm. of people in front of them where they mm-hmm. still don't get an eyeline view of her, even on an elevated stage. Like they're recording just the screens the whole night. Mm. Um, so I can tell y'all, like, if you are going somewhere, 100, 200, 300s, it's it's not bad. And the other thing I always say, it's also the environment as a whole. It's just like being in that space just does something. Um, and I don't know what else you're going to chime in on, but like Sabrina, I, I do got a question. I don't want to mess your flow up, but is no, there anything ahead. that like, what was this? Cause I saw a lot of videos of one particular thing and I don't know if it's the same thing for you, but <laughs> were there any moments that really like surprised you be like, I did not see that coming. Um, Oh, I feel so on the spot. Cause I, uh, EB's not the first person who's like, what's your highlight? What's your highlight? And it sounds so like apropos to be like everything. Like Mm. I can't, Mm. I soak it in so much. I keep trying to be like, well, was, was it when she sang this song? Was it when she did this? And I'm like, I I don't know. Like it was all really, really good. Like, (laughs) I don't know. So I'm curious what moment, because if you bring up a moment to me, I'll be like, yes, that was incredible. Like, like her, I don't know who she has on her team, but she has the right one, the creative director, the way yeah. they put everything together, the transitions, like it truly is flawless, you know? Oh, okay. I'll say one of my highlights is I consider myself like a little amateur rapper. I know y'all can't tell by the way my voice sounds, but I've been liking my little raps and I didn't think I was going to hear Diva live. So mm. when she did that and I was able to get my life and rap every line, like that was, I guess, one of my highlights. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't really, I only recorded the very beginning to be like, Hey, and it was like a 10 second clip. I'm at the Beyonce concert 
And then I took a moment from energy when the crowd's supposed to go on mute because I was hoping Tampa would behave. But of course we didn't. No, we didn't. So other than that, I had my phone down because I was like, I need to experience this in the moment, full body, da, 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 da. So I'm like, what moment, what moment were people talking to you about, EB? So it was two. One of them was just similar to what you mentioned earlier. And that, that's typically, especially at solid perform. I say solid performers slash entertainers, musicians, artists. Um, when they're going on tour, you're going to get kind of a series of all of their hits only because people kind of sometimes join the wave of that person at different eras. Or like, I remember mm. this was my first Beyonce album, right? Where those four eliminate or this, like where when you hear that one song, it's like, I remember this moment. I know where I was at. So some people highlighted just the series of they thought it was like some because some people they don't know right some of them who may grown up on Beyonce this is their first time in adulthood where they have that freedom or that flexibility of finances to do as they please where they're like this was my first Beyonce concert and I feel like I have to go to everyone because I thought we was just going to listen to the renaissance like her just run through that album and be over so I really enjoyed that she took us through like a series of all of her albums and just brought up the next level show and then a lot of people bragged about her bringing Blue out and just watching Blue <gasps> dance so they can say yeah, I was they saw about Blue that. Like a lot of people say they saw, like, I can say I saw Blue and I saw Beyonce and like, I wasn't expecting to see Blue. And then when we saw Blue, it was like, oh my God, like she, she started off with Dangerously Love, but is Jay-Z going to come out or is somebody else going to come out? But they were okay with just seeing Blue because they can say that they saw that. The other thing is you're talking about some of these, like you, you know, Blue is kind of like growing and older. Like these people in a sense have grown up with her. Like, I don't have that same infatuation. If I was there, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's dope. Your daughter here. Like, but for them, that was like, a big deal to them to see Blue with, of course, mom and daughter um, duo and watching her dance and like, when is she going to drop an album or is she just going to always dance with her mama? So it's oh, she's going to drop something. Um, you are very right about that. Um, and that was in one of my favorite costume changes to the sparkly camouflage. Yeah. Listen, I am not a big crier, even though I talk about crying a lot on the podcast. I cry during that part. And I didn't even know it was going to impact me like that. I think one, because I just had a thing for watching people uh, get like poured into their gifts and talents, mm. especially young people, because I know what that can do for a person lifelong, right? So you have this young girl who's up there and she is a part of this beautiful collaborative artistic space and it's with her mother mm. and, oh, I don't want to get emotional. Um, when I think about the fact that Beyonce had a miscarriage on her first child. And mm. I remember hearing that, you know, her, what she wanted to share with us through that, through her music. And then you see like her rainbow baby, that's what they call the baby after a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, her rainbow babies up there on stage with her and dancing. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I remember turning to Doug and trying to tell him the whole story, but Doug was like, literally don't interrupt me. I'm enjoying the, I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> Uh, between us well I said it in front of just our close friends too I was like Doug if you're not going to be high can I invite Sharika in your place because I need (laughs) I was kidding kind of but he really enjoyed it um but yes you're right that was a huge highlight huge and Blue did great she did great so yeah yeah that was nice Mm. 
I feel like I was wondering how she come out at every performance because that's like that is like one of the number one things I do see like on people's social media is all, you know lose different performances. So I was wondering if she was going to come to Tampa, and um, I was listening to another podcaster who was talking about how that moment was important. It, like it, she's like that moment moment made her tear up just to be like to she's like I don't know how Beyonce does that with her daughter and not be like in tears like to see your child up there beside you doing what you love you know and you're sharing it with your child she's like I don't know I was crying she's like I don't know how Beyonce does does that every time with her child and just not be in tears the whole time yeah that was beautiful moment Mm. Beyonce's so good and vocally oh yikes Yikes. So the other thing is, um, like, just because, you know, if anybody knows me, I'm always, of course, strolling online and it's watching like people around certain celebrities, but not even knowing they are around certain celebrities. Mm -hmm. Um, Only because I'm looking at a whole bunch of people who I knew who were like on the floor and like some of them were like, and I'm not saying to do this at a Beyonce show or any show, but like because of just social media, like who are in arm length distance of Lala and her son and her crew. I know. I all saw. here in Tampa. And I'm like thinking of oh, Lala. I didn't know that. Who as popular as Lala is, just watching her on Instagram, somebody who I follow, um, I am, I would say, I love her ex-husband. Like Carmelo is my second favorite basketball player after Michael Jordan or whatnot. Um, but it's like out of all the places Lala could go to see Beyonce, it's like what brought Lala to Tampa? Now, granted, I know it could be schedules. I know it could be I'm just around or just the only thing that can open up because of the business of my life. But just knowing even their somewhat relationship and knowing each other because they see each other around or different stuff that they've done together. And I'm just like, Lala was just chilling here in Tampa. Like, and I'm saying a little video Tampa because I'm thinking like, you could have saw her in New York where you live at. You could have saw her in LA where you're always at. Mm-hmm. You could have saw her, like, you can go kick it at her house. And I'm saying kick it at her house because you've seen some of these people around each other before and knowing some of the relationships, even with, you know, her ex-husband and Jay-Z and their partnerships and different things that they, Jay-Z and Carmelo have done together. So it's like, I know you'd have been around her, but even watching, and I think Sharika alluded to it a little bit earlier, but watching celebrities in a sense be mm-hmm. infatuated with another celebrity. And you see this in all types of different stuff, like, People go on tour and they're always, you know, celebrities come see come see their shows or talk highly, highly about their shows or in sports games, whether it's football or basketball or something. You got these athletes who are courtside or on the field with them who are like, oh, my goodness, like you came to see this person like you the celebrity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, again, speaks on the magnitude of the impact and the influence that Beyonce has. Like and I say, just like a chokehold on culture. And it's just amazing that she always, always seems to deliver. Exactly. Yeah. She gave a shout out to Shakira and I was like, oh, Shakira's in the building. Didn't know that. I saw, um, yeah, I saw that like Lala was with like Beyonce's cousin with um, Will Packer and Jill Scott. I was like, okay, they came. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm surprised they came to Tampa. Out of all the places. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe our tickets were uh, not as high as some of the other places. <laughs> but they got it. No, it was like, you know, we want to be in Florida. We want to be where it's, you know, hot. I will say though, this summer, the t- Taylor Swift and Beyonce it's the it's the Taylor Swift Beyonce summer with these concerts because I see celebrities at both I see some of the same people at both concerts. So I'm like oh, they've yeah. been they have really been having the summer on on a whole, both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And to Evie's point about, like, anywhere you sit, you're going to get a good Mm -hmm. show. 
I have only sat on the floor for a concert once. It was Taylor. I think maybe my first Taylor or second Taylor. No, the first one. And I'll never do it again because like you're cracking your neck. It, it's not mm. like, um, it's not like leveled seating. Like it's all, or is it all the same level? Well, it's all the same level. It's not like staggered. So you're not going to see over somebody's head who stands up in front of you. Like I think anything you can get that gives you a full view of the stage that's elevated it's going to be mm-hmm. the better seat. Now, Doug's groomsman, Curtis, was right on, like, right in front of the stage. And he said he was getting his life. Like, he was sending mm-hmm. Doug little things um, throughout the concert. So, to each their own. But you really can't get a bad seat. I do have two FUs to issue out, with that being said. Before First that, about, I have a question oh. about the floor, floor seating. Because isn't yeah. the stage usually elevated and then the floor would you're, like, almost below the stage, right? You are, but I guess like for me, it was just wanting to be so close at -hmm. that time. I was so excited. I was like, I'll be so close to the star. But honestly, the stars a lot of times are more upstage. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll do like the runway or the circle, depending on what their stage setup is like. But even when they come right up to the edge, like you have to, it's kind of like if you're in the movies and you're sitting on the first three rows, Mm -hmm. it's not as great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we have. It's just not as great of an experience. And uh, speaking of not as great, to the people who were running late now, listen, AJ and my sorority sister Ray warned me that Beyonce is not going to be on that stage at eight. So Doug and I were eating dinner at home at 630, even though we knew the show was supposed to start at eight. We got to the parking lot at like 8.03, walked. Like literally we were in our seats for two minutes before she came out. I think she hit this stage at 8.43. That being said, I'm going to be a hypocrite and talk trash to the other late people because there are so many people coming up and down the stairs at the beginning. The first song, I couldn't see over them because they didn't Mm. know where their seat was. They act like they didn't know how to use a flashlight on their phones to find it. And then they would just stand in the aisles. Mm. And it was like, oh, I don't. It's like, listen, you know, you didn't pay for it. Now, I was in the 300s, but I was in the bougie 300s. Y'all need to go right up there to double Z and double A and wherever you are and stop just trying to cheat and see this show down here. One lady stood there. I'm not kidding for 10 minutes. And people were like, um, excuse me, can you move? She was like, oh, I'm trying to find my seat, but you never moved. You never, you were just enjoying the show. So, um, F you to her and F you to the lady who kept lighting up. Now, listen, I know some people were smoking some Mary Jane. Honestly, I was annoyed that it didn't bother me as much. But the cigarette smoke, like, I truly am allergic. Like, literally, I smelled it for, like, one minute and my throat started itching. That's how bad it is for me with the cigarette smoke. And she was just lighting up and lighting up as if Raymond James had, like, a policy about that. So, in true Sabrina fashion, I wasn't about to be a Karen because I was getting my life with Beyonce, but I asked my husband if he could be. I was like, babe, can you go tell him? Can you go tattle? So, I can't even sing the songs. I was getting a headache. It was so bad because I was sitting right on the aisle, and this guest was sitting right on the aisle, just cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. And the wind was blowing in my face. So, you know, thank you for Doug. He went right down and the guy came and was like, hey, you're not allowed to smoke in here. And she put it out. So F you to her too, because come on, this is 2023. You've seen all the commercials. I know it's an addiction and I do have some empathy for that. But the rest of us didn't choose to smoke. Secondhand is worse than first, my love. If you want to smoke that bad, go down to a go find your own private area. But just sitting there and there's, hundreds of thousands of people around you and you're just letting us all in like that wasn't cool 
Um, that would have really been annoying. I, I hate cigarette smoke too. So I, I, I'm sorry that you endured that, but shout out to Doug. Sabrina, I have a question. Was yeah. the stadium rocking like it was at Taylor Swift? Only some songs, believe it or not, and not as bad. But you, it goes back to what I said about like kind of more like the kids bop, girl next door mm. vibes. There's a lot of like, like shake it off. You're going to be jumping up and down. And oh, there's so many Taylor Swift songs that would get you like, like blank space. Not saying Beyonce won't mm-hmm. do that, but it was like we were all in agreement. We're here to see Beyonce, not to <laughs> see you dance and jump up and down. You can use your voice. But if you use your body too much, everybody's energy is like looking because <laughs> every like there was for the most part outside of those few things I mentioned, like everyone just had such a respect for like, we are here to see the queen and we will respect that. Um, but some it. songs, I wish I knew which songs off the top of my head were creating like church girls. And I was a part of it because I was definitely mm-hmm. doing my little baby Sabrina twerk. I'm not the best twerker, but I did what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> on the songs that required um and she did give us a second chance to go mute eb and the second time we acted right but the first okay. time i was like okay i think while i said i won't spend that kind of money that's simply because i mean i looked at the people who were sitting in the risers on stage but i don't think they got the best show it's not like she spent mm-hmm. a lot of time on the side where the risers were i do think what i would invest in is a trip to see her in one of her cities and I'm going to say her cities are like Houston, obviously. Like, I would love to see a show in Houston. I would love to see a show in New Orleans. And I would probably love to see one in L.A. I just I'm feel like New the- York. Oh, yeah. OK. That's say those too. four right there. I think I think and I only say that because I'm pretty sure New York will, won't be in well, not a bad thing, but it won't be like in a football stadium. I think I might have to check that. I might be wrong. She probably does do it at MetLife. But I would that might be a Mad- Madison Square Garden. But a Houston awesome. show or a New Orleans show, you can already tell, like, one, her peoples, right? Just people, mm-hmm. not just family, but people who, like, know her and know her. And just the cultural dynamics in those two cities um, mm-hmm. would just naturally shift, I think, easily in some of those places. Like, I think of New Orleans, right? Just thinking of Louisiana as a whole. I know people think of Louisiana. You just think most people, not everybody, but they think New Orleans or Baton Rouge as far as um, minorities. But I wonder, because we've seen... And we heard a little bit from AJ, just a different demographics at all of her shows. And I'm pretty Mm. sure that's across the board everywhere. I would love to hear those outskirts people in that same venue, um, in a sense of just being around that. And I think that's part of, I don't know, I I guess for some of us, that love of being a believer, of knowing the body of Christ and that melting pot and what different places and spaces should look like, where Mm. it shouldn't be just these, um, this one demographic in certain places and it's just wild that you know some at least for me where my mind has to go to that at times but Houston being her hometown I can only imagine not saying she doesn't put it on a show in other places because we know she does she do what she does but I feel like that might be a four five hour show where she ride it out at home I might, I might be wrong might be the same as everywhere else but I can see she just act, a, act more of a fool at home she will, because one thing I will say, and Beyonce, I'm so grateful for everything you gave me. So this is not <laughs> to take away, but I was really jealous that the audience at the third Atlanta show got to see her version of Drunken Love that she did in Dubai. I was crossing oh. my fingers that Tampa would get that. But also Atlanta won the mute challenge and they, they got their gift. Tampa, yeah. we lost. We didn't get that because that version is it's so good. Um, so I feel like you're right, Evie, at certain cities. It's just like for us, you know, you might be a speaker or dancer or whatever. And if you have your certain 
people in the crowd or, you know, your certain just space that you're familiar with, you get a little extra stomp. So, yeah. How was the weather? <sighs> that's the last question I had. Oh, How was the weather out there? That's something Beyonce commented on at the end of the show. She was like, Tampa, this is the hottest show yet. And we knew she was talking about the weather. My girl was hot. But honestly, I don't know if it was because I was so high up or what, or because I'm recovering from Vegas where the breeze was 110 10 degrees. Like, I didn't even think about the weather. But I also was one of those people AJ was talking about. I was a little bit half-dressed. So uh, I was getting my life in my little... <laughs> I love that for you, In my little 10-man dress. Uh, and it had long sleeve, but, like, it was... It had these little holes. It was like my body had natural ventilation because there's holes everywhere and I wear something under but I didn't have to and uh yeah so I was feeling very much great as far as the weather was concerned and I don't know if it's because I was so enthralled in what I was seeing or what but it wasn't crazy but Sharika remember Taylor Swift that was well granted it wasn't summer but the weather wasn't bad then either was it I was hot I remember being oh <laughs> just kidding but it wasn't that bad but I do remember being hot and I was thinking at that concert, I was thinking, oh my gosh, Beyonce, this is like April, May. What is it going to be like in August when Beyonce is here? No, and we got kind of lucky because there was supposed to be a thunderstorm. It was like 30%, then 70%, whatever. But we maybe got a little bit of rain once we were in the car on the way home yeah. for 10 minutes and it went away. It's so that probably helped bring the temp down. People don't understand certain things, and that's between them and God and that discernment. But it began to pour down in Tampa just about after. Well, certain parts of it, like in um, towards the end of her, in the middle of her show, towards the end. But it wasn't raining at the stadium because, of course, I'm texting or talking to people who was at the show. But mm. literally, right after, if you just look on the weather report or the weather bug or any of those places, literally started pouring down after people started getting to their vehicles and, um, in a sense, pulling away. And, you know, that's what happens sometimes when you're God's favorite. I will say this, <laughs> though, about Beyonce. You know what? It was the Lord saying, you know what, Beyonce, I see you. Because and when she was in D.C., it was terribly bad weather there. It was raining so bad. They had it was the concert was delayed two hours. Everybody was like huddled inside. My mom was telling me they were telling people you should wait it out in your car. People were like, who's going to the car? And it was really bad. But this is what Beyonce did. She started her show late and she paid out of her own pocket to keep the Metro open two hours so that people were able to get home wow. after her show. She real fast. I love Shout that. Her and her team. Mm -hmm. So she looked up, she was like, I'm, my fans are going to get home. So she paid out of her pocket to keep that Metro open and see, and God said, you know what? I see what you did in DC. I got you in Tampa. Yeah. Thank you, God, because it was great. And thank you again, Evie. Like, you will never know how much that means to me that I got to experience that. I thank you. Sis, you good, especially seeing how many other chances I got after that. It was just like, look at this. Like, so it definitely would have worked out um, either way. So I'm glad that you and Doug got a chance to enjoy yourself. I actually just text Doug. My dog says she put on such a, a great show. Um, then he said some other stuff, but I'll leave that for it, not the pod. But um, <laughs> I'm glad that you both enjoyed yourselves. And it's just, it's also special because you think of so many other places, right? And I know, like, even in my head, I know part of it is because of the venue and it being a football stadium and the amount of seats that Raymond James have. But like, you know, and I know commuting isn't bad, but I'm thinking of even people in Orlando 
or on the East Coast, mm-hmm. like a Daytona or a Melbourne or a Bureau, like you had to make that trip. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just glad that we are in a city that some, that gets a yes. decent amount of people who loves to have their, I guess, tour stop here in Tampa. So shout out to Beyonce and her team. Shout out to Taylor Swift and her team. This upcoming mm-hmm. summer, I'm not going to go to it just because I don't really like shows like the amphitheaters, but shout out to 50 Cent and his team. Um, but I heard he puts on a great show, but I guess I'll see it on people lovely Instagram stories and stuff like that. Anything else you want to hit us with from the show, Sabrina? Um, No, but I do want to say, I think I'll get an equally uplifting experience. Well, not, it'll just be a different kind of uplifting experience when um Kurt Franklin is coming in is October. October. So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, even if you're not a Christian, slide through, slide through. I can't wait for that either. Uh, speaking of Christians, week. I was going to say, last thing about a concert, Sabrina, I know we've been talking about Shania Twain in in, in Tennessee, but girl, I see next year she's going to be in Vegas, and I'm thinking I'd rather do Vegas. I'm just putting it out there. Sharika, you don't have to tell me twice. I would love to go back to Vegas because I was really with a friend who was with her family, so I didn't do Vegas, do Vegas, and it was a last minute. Like Tuesday, I decided I was going to Vegas on a Friday kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to go with Sharika to Vegas, so... Let's do it. EB, it sounded like you had one more thing too. I was going to say also that same week, if um, the Kurt Franklin reunion tour and all the people that he's going to be with, that's going to be amazing. But also Elevation is in Tampa that same week. Um, what? I'm going to say like the fourth or the fifth. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's sometime that week. Um, they're doing the Elevation Nights, which means their praise team doing a whole slew of songs and tracks. And then you get a little quick love, typically a devotion or a sermonette from Stephen Furtick or his wife, Pastor Holly Furtick. So um, if you're one of those people who you know you can't get enough of Jesus, which should be all of us, and your funds mm. are okay for that, um, I would say tag team with people and do both of those nights of Elevation and yeah. Kurt Franklin. Um, I think it's going to be a great time. Okay, that's revival. It's a revival of October. Okay. I love it. Um, that's awesome. Speaking of revival, let's talk about Elijah, the prophet. There's a lot of wild things about Elijah, him going to that woman's house, knowing she didn't have any food and being like, why you get me? Why are you going to get me something to drink? Can you go ahead and get me something to eat? And she's like, it's my last piece of bread. He's like, it's fine. (laughs) And him like running from Jezebel and all that kind of stuff. I just, I just loved his spirit. So it's time for Elijah to get his predecessor. And that's where we are. And no predecessor. That's the one that comes after, right? Or before? After, I believe. Okay, good. I was right. I don't know why my brain is scrambled today, but um, maybe because I didn't before, get home to like one something. Before his predecessor. Oh, that is. Oh, before. because like, so pre, pre, so yes. successor would be after. Yes, yes. Okay. That's that's what he was right. doing. The one who comes, and we should know that, right? Because it's his session. I don't know if y'all watched that on HBO. It was yep, really good that's though. A good show. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's where we are. First Kings nineteen. So Elijah went straight out and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, in a field where there were 12 pairs of yoke oxen at work plowing. Elisha was in charge of the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha deserted the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye. Then I'll father, follow you. Go ahead, said Elijah. But mind you, don't forget what I've just done to you. Now, this is where like, the context really matters and knowing the history and knowing the culture really matters. Cause I just found this hilarious as an American in 2023. I'm like, okay. So he goes and throws a cloak over him and he's like, okay, well, you know what time it is. I'm like, do I, 
I was working and you threw a coat on me. Like, how do, how do I know what time it is? I'm very curious about the Jewish culture at that time and what it meant to like exchange a piece of clothing because the only like exchange of clothing I know that's hugely significant is the Harry Potter series when the elves would get a piece of house clothing and Dolby the elf, you know, he got that sock and he was free. So I'm like, is it something like that? I don't know. But I just was laughing so hard that he's like, okay, first of all, that Alicia knew what it meant. And then he's like, well, can I at least say bye to my parents? And then Elijah's like, sure. But you know, remember, I just threw the coat cloak on you. So you know what time it is. I just thought that was hilarious. Um, Evie, what are you expounding on today? So I'm not going to expound on too much because it's always weird and I don't want to be immature in any type of reporting and or journalism. Um, but unless you live under a rock or you don't really care too much about what happened or what you see on social media, we've been seeing some of the issues between, um, I guess you could say the lovely Leanne Tui and Sean Tui, mm-hmm. um, who are the I guess you could say conservatorship that they had on Michael Orr. You might know it more frequently or more easier as the family from the blind side who adopted um, a young man. Um, allegedly, um, mm-hmm. he has not allegedly he did. Uh, uh, he had filed a um, a court filing this past week just saying that he was never actually adopted. And basically, they just been bamboozling and fam- finessing him all this time. Um, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I've seen and the mixed reviews, some say he didn't know what was going on. Others say the Tui family has been giving him uh, money from what they've made from books and from the movie since the filming. Uh, it's just this, these, all these weird things. And the part that somewhat frustrates me slightly on this um, is right now you're talking about a 37-year-old man, and I'm not trying to victim shame or minimize what him or his team or family or whoever may be going through. But if this is true, um, it just sucks to see it on the back end of a NFL career after where financially he might not be in the same place he used to be when he was in the NFL. So I wonder if, and it's okay to be honest in this case, right? Where I didn't necessarily notice I wasn't getting anything from the blind side because I was making millions in the NFL. And if that's the case, then that may be it. But if any of this is true that they did, in a sense, hoodwink him, bamboozle him, take advantage of him, then that's just sad. And that just continues to to show, I guess, some of the challenges that people have in this world with trusting people and just being the prey, I guess, being preyed on um, P-R-E-Y and not P-R, not P-R, P-R-E-Y and not pray as in praying to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just sucks that that's, that happens even with people who seem to have some form of goodwill or good intentions. And maybe they knew what they were doing this whole time. And they knew that this was their, I guess, master plan. But I also, just to be on the other side, just seeing from the movie perspective, because I don't know all the ins and outs, and I know movies sometimes have to be put a certain way to make it look real. But if she was the one to teach him how to play football and show him how he could be like, you never know who's going to make it anywhere. So it's not like she knew he was going to make it to the NFL, um, which still doesn't make it right for them to bamboozle him on all the other stuff, as far as storyline, his NFL contracts and all of those things. Um, So I hope they come to some form of a quick resolve. And my message to everyone um, is Always, always, always keeping them black and white. 
read the fine print. Mm. Um, and I know for our younger listeners who are either the teens who listen or the young adults who you just not really pay attention to every little thing that you sign in because it's a multitude of a million pages, like all of us, which that's something I don't think I ain't gonna say I don't think because I don't know what God will do. But like all of us who always say I agree to the terms and conditions of this and I just put I agree because I read it all. No, we didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But it sucks when you don't read the black and white and something just doesn't work out your way. But may God's justice um, be in this situation and not necessarily the justice system of this nation, mm-hmm. because we know how is feeble is weak, right? Feeble, feeble, uh, feeble. We know how feeble this lovely judicial system can be, especially to minorities and people of color. Um, so, yeah, um, that's all I got to say to the lovely story. And that's what I'm expounding on. Keep your nose clean. Read the black and white. Don't trust people. Whereas, yeah. I don't say, trust people. Let, let me take it back because I was about to say something else. I was about to say something else, but I'll say it after we done recorded. We Heart might have to revisit. It's not true. We might got to revisit this subject because I got feelings. I got feelings on it. Same. Let's we, we uh, do talk some about research it. and circle back next week. Good. And I'm going to, one of my recommend, my recommendation will lead to some of that research for you guys. Perfect. Uh, my recommendation, y'all already know. Watch Beyonce's Coachella. Watch her Super Bowl performance. Listen to her albums because you are living while a legend lives. And I don't want you to miss out. Do Mm -hmm. it now because we're only in Renaissance part one. I don't know what parts two and three are going to bring. Is part two a documentary? Is it another tour? Like, we don't know. So Mm -hmm. dive in while you can. You will not be disappointed. I'm going to recommend you go watch The Blind Side if you've never seen it. If you've seen it before, I'm going to recommend you go read up on this lovely, um, I guess, the massive prominence that massive profits that were made out of this case and just read up on the lawsuit. That's all I got for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, EB, do you, are you on TikTok? I am not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok either, but my recommendation, Sabrina, are you on TikTok? I don't think you are either. I'm not. No. I'm not on TikTok either, but I have a TikTok recommendation. I'm, I say this to say I'm not on TikTok. Y'all are like, well, how do you know? But I do follow somebody who does TikToks and she and her TikTok handle is I'm not a lawyer, but I'm not a lawyer, but so my recommendation is you follow, find the TikToks from I'm not a lawyer, but because she reads the court documents of a lot of different cases. This Michael Orr one, she did a great one on Trump and his indictments. It's a lot. So, and but she's so she is um Kevon Stage's sister in law. So so she's giving the real documentation, but she's giving it, if you understand what I'm saying. I understand what she's you're saying. She's not just reading. She's reading, but she's giving, and it is so good, and it helps It helps break it down very well, but it's also very entertaining, and there's a lot, a few of her things that I'm like, oh, we need to talk about them. So I'm recommending that you guys go to I'm Not a Lawyer, but because she had breaks down a lot of court cases, some of the rapper ones from the shootings. It's a lot. She she breaks them down and they're so good. So the ones that have been stuck stuck out to me is the Michael Orr one or the Tui one, whatever it's however it's however it was sent. And also the Trump one was so good. It was so informative to me because I didn't understand and it really broke it down. So I'm not a lawyer, but on TikTok. All right. 
sound like that's all we got for y'all this week. Hopefully you are having a great day wherever you are at. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of The Kickback. Um, sometimes people say it at the beginning. Sometimes people say it at the end. But if you are new here, we encourage you to subscribe and share this with your peers, your families, even share it with your strangers and your enemies um, and your lovely social media um, crew, whoever, whoever you vibe with, just share it. Um, we don't, we don't discriminate here at the kick. Well, I'm going to say we, I don't discriminate here at the kickback. We take all listeners. Um, so if you want to dive in, please do. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back until next time. God bless.